From the studios of Tucson Business Radio X, recorded in the Stewart Title Corporate Offices on Broadway, you are now listening to The Mark Bishop Show. And now here's your host, Mark Bishop. Welcome to another show. You know, the fear of COVID-19, keeping stroke patients from calling 911 and going to hospital, that's dangerous. Even during a pandemic, strokes... You know, a stroke is a medical emergency that requires immediate attention and can be disabling or even fatal. My special guest is Dr. Patrick Leiden, Professor of Neurology at Cedars-Sinai. Welcome, Doctor. Thank you for having me. Well, as the country continues to fight the coronavirus pandemic, it has been critical for people to stay at home and practice social distancing to limit the spread of the virus. However, due to COVID-19, Hospitals are reporting a recent decline in the number of stroke cases arriving in their emergency rooms. I mean, Dr. Leiden, what's behind this? Can you tell us? Yeah, our, our numbers show that across the country, uh, in every community, the number of people calling 911 or coming to the hospital for stroke symptoms has dropped precipitously by about half. And yet, the incidence of stroke and heart attack hasn't changed at all. So that means People with stroke, with heart attack, are staying home, and they're not getting potentially life-saving treatment that they need uh, because they're staying at home rather than calling 911 and coming to the hospital. Mm. Well, it's very dangerous. I mean, folks, did you know that every year close to 800,000 Americans have a stroke? And stroke, uh, you know, it doesn't stop during a health crisis, and it can be very disabling or fatal. Someone in the United States has a stroke every 40 seconds. Every four minutes, someone dies of stroke. Now, in more than 60% of stroke cases, apparently, someone other than the patient made the decision to seek medical treatment. Let me ask you, doctor, what is a stroke? So a stroke is uh, the sudden onset of part of your brain not working. So usually an artery is blocked, so the blood can't get through. You are not getting oxygen to the brain. That part of the brain starts to die. When part of the brain isn't working right, then part of you isn't working right. So a stroke is the sudden onset. Suddenly you cannot use part of your body, can't see, can't balance, can't use your arm sudden onset uh, of a dysfunction due to the brain starting to die in that one territory. Well, let me ask you this. How common is stroke? And, and I mean, who is at risk predominantly? Stroke can occur at any age. So we're seeing more strokes among young people than we have ever before. Stroke can occur at any age, but it is more common in the older population. And typical stroke risk factors are high blood pressure, diabetes, high cholesterol, atherosclerosis. So these are the patients that tend to have more strokes. But even in young, healthy people, we see an increasing number of strokes every year. Um, I wonder if there's something around this. Well, can, can you describe some of the signs of stroke and how my listeners can easily remember them? So remember that a stroke starts when part of your brain suddenly stops working. So if part of you, part of someone you're with, suddenly stops working, that could be a stroke. And we, and we have the mnemonic FAST to help keep this straight. So FAST, F-A-S-T, face, arm, speech, time. So if the patient suddenly droops one side of the face, mm-hmm. 
suddenly loses control of one arm, suddenly slurs speech or loses speech, it's time to call 911. F-A-S-T. Time to get help. F-A-S-T. All right. Now, doctor, let me ask you this. Why is it so important to act with urgency, you know, to not hesitate and call 911 at the very first sign of stroke? The reason is time is brain. Minutes matter. As soon as that artery blocks and part of the brain starts to die, we have time to intervene. There is, There are minutes. There are. There is time. There are treatments. So if the patient activates 911, if the paramedics evaluate you and get you to a stroke treatment center, there are treatments that we can use to potentially reverse the effects of stroke. But we don't have forever. Time is brain. Minutes matter. Get right in so that we can do the evaluation and potentially deliver a treatment. What would you say to patients who don't want to go to the hospital in fear of being exposed to COVID-19? Um, I, I understand that fear. The virus is out there. We can catch the virus being in a crowded area or, or being in a restaurant, whatever. But in the hospital, precautions are taken, starting with when the medics arrive in your house. They're wearing a mask. They put a mask on you. In the hospital, the stroke team, we have all our gear on. We put a mask and a gown on you. Everything in the emergency department is disinfected. The ED is one of the safest places you can be. But, you know, COVID or no COVID, Mm -hmm. if you're having a stroke or heart attack, you need to be in the emergency department so that we can do something about it right now. So uh, should patients be worried about delays in the hospital, you know, with ambulances because of the virus? No, you shouldn't worry about that. We've taken a lot of uh, efforts to streamline our, our function. The medics know how to prioritize the transport. We, we prioritize you and your workup as soon as you arrive. So, no, don't worry about that. So what precautions are hospitals, you know, the physicians taking to decrease the risk of uh, coronavirus exposure to patients coming in for other medical emergencies? Um, well, it's, it's, it's called universal precautions, and we just we treat every patient as potentially infectious until we prove that they're not. So every patient is behind a mask. Every patient has a gown on. Every patient is dealt with by staff who wear gloves and gowns. And then we do testing, and as soon as the testing proves a patient doesn't have it, they're, they're moved to, uh, to another room. But it's, uh, we just treat every patient as potentially infectious until we prove they're not. Let me ask you this, doctor. Can you explain why it's important for friends and loved ones to check in with those who are at risk of stroke, especially now? Well, like we said, you know, stroke affects the brain and robs the brain of part of its function. But your ability to recognize you're having a problem depends on your brain. So we're putting the problem in the exact place we need to know there's a problem. So sometimes patients don't know don't recognize or will actually deny that they're having a stroke. So it's important that we check on each other and take care of each other and be attentive to each other. And if we suspect a stroke, call 911. Even if the patient says, no, I'm not having a stroke, that may be the stroke talking. So it's important mm. to call anyway, get the medics there to make So can you, um, can you explain to us why there have been reports of an increase in stroke in younger, in the younger patient population? I mean, can you point at anything? Yeah, it's very interesting. So this this began before COVID, and we see patients, young patients suffering strokes due to migraine, 
due to injuries to their arteries in their neck that carry blood to the brain, due to some heart abnormalities that seem to be common, and also drug use. And that was all happening before COVID. Now with the virus, there does seem to be an increased number of patients being reported who are young having strokes. Whether that's cause and effect related to the stroke or not, uh, related to the virus, isn't clear yet. We're studying that and we're very attentive. But look, virus or no virus, stroke occurs at any age. If you're thinking about a, a possible stroke, time is brain, minutes matter, and get the patient into the hospital. Okay, okay. Uh, just uh, one last question for you. Is stroke preventable? And, and what are some of the common risk factors that people should be aware of? Absolutely. Stroke is preventable. So if you smoke, the most powerful thing you can do to lower your chances of stroke or heart attack is to stop smoking. Stopping smoking is more powerful than all the medications and surgeries put together. If you have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, Seek treatment for that. Cooperate with what your physician recommends for you. You know, it's a cliche that diet and exercise work because it works. That's why it's a cliche. So mm-hmm. follow the instructions with diet and exercise, and you can prevent a stroke. Very, uh, very good words, Doc. Look, they can go to uh, listeners, www.strokeawareness.com. It's all one word, stroke awareness. Read up on it. Get to know some things you may not know, and you can learn a lot there, in fact. Dr. Patrick Leiden, world-renowned stroke expert. He's made a significant contribution to the investigation and management of clinical research in stroke. Thanks, doctor. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. 